Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today I have with me Heather McKenzie, and she is also with Hello Divorce. We've had Erin Levine on a couple of times, but today I am talking with Heather, who is sort of in charge of a lot of the tech. She's the person who has actually researched divorce law in every single state so that they can roll Hello Divorce out in every state. As you know, this is happening. They are, they are sort of uh, relentlessly working on creating this platform to be usable in all states and to have it be specific to each state's divorce laws, which is really unusual and unlike any other online divorce platform out there. We have a great conversation about all things. Hello Divorce and also various, you know, ways that Hello Divorce can help you, you know, serving your uh your spouse, all of that stuff. So, tune in, please listen to it. As you know, my book, The D Word: Making the Ultimate Decision About Your Marriage is coming out December 26th is the official publishing date. Um it's a strange day. <laughs> it's the day after Christmas. There are all sorts of reasons for that. Like in the publishing world, it makes sense. You can pre-order The D Word right now. Go to Amazon. You can go to Google Books. You can go to Books A Million. You can go to like anywhere that has an online ordering platform. We'll have it. Um, I'm going to have a page on my website, which may or may not be live this week, but if not, definitely next week. Um that gives you options for how to order it um, in ways that will be private. So if you share an Amazon account with your spouse and you are trying to decide whether or not to leave, you probably don't want to order this through your Amazon account. But that does not mean (laughs) that you're not going to order my book. There will be an audible version of course, an ebook, but it just, you know, if you're, you, again, Kindle and Audible owned by Amazon, it'll still show up in your Amazon uh, uh, cart. So, and your order history. So, I recommend having someone else order it for you or using one of these other platforms. And also, if you pre order the book, I have a bunch of bonuses that I am offering people who pre-order. And all of that is also going to be on my website. There's a page, it's called kateanthony.com slash D word. And all of the information about the bonuses and how to get access to the bonuses, all of that will be on that page for you. And I'm just really excited, you guys. I've, you know, as you know, I've been working on this book for a really long time. And <laughs> Uh, The fact that it's coming out into the world is just like blowing my mind. I also really want you guys to read it (laughs) because, oh my God, what's the point? And next week, by the way, we have a special bonus episode where I am going to be reading uh, a selection of the book to you guys. So come back for that. But in the meantime, for today, we are talking with Heather McKenzie of Hello Divorce on overcoming the barriers to divorce. So here she is. Heather, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about all things starting this this divorce process. Yes, it's super (laughs) 
scary and overwhelming to start. And I don't think anybody, anybody could disagree with that. It's just, it's a really, it's a really tough line to cross. You've the heart, you know, making the decision to get a divorce is really, really difficult, but actually making that move to get it starting and turning that decision into reality, I think mm-hmm. is something that people just really, really struggle with. And, you know, at Hello Divorce, I talk, I, I'm on our info calls all the time. So I've heard this from literally thousands of people. Right. Um, and it's kind of a similar thing that they all have in common. Yep. Absolutely. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And so you are in the unique position of having researched divorce in every single state. Correct. I'm, I bow down because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that, but you've done that because you're rolling hello divorce out in every state and you need right. to have the correct information and paperwork and forms and all of the stuff, right? All of the stuff. So what have you learned in that process? So much. So there are a lot of differences about divorce in all the states when it comes to paperwork, when it comes to timelines, you know, California, for instance, is a six month waiting period, which you can't get around, but with anything that you do, whereas um, New York doesn't have a waiting period at all. And so you guys can, as long as your court's moving fast, you can go as fast as you can get your paperwork in. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, and this is this surprises most people, is if you get past the like community property versus, you know, equitable property state and all of the terms, when you get down to it, divorce in almost every state, at least the ones that I know well, which is, you know, 70% of them, is pretty much the same blocks of the process. You're going to tell the court your initial intentions about your divorce, but just some basics. You're going to have to probably do some kind of financial disclosures, information out. You might be able to skip it if you're in uh, certain states that let you do that. And then the big thing is you're going to be trying to get you and your ex doing some kind of quote unquote agreement. Doesn't mean that it has to be a perfect agreement. What an agreement means in terms of court really just means that you and your spouse have agreed not to have a judge decide your divorce for you. Mm. And Mm -hmm. you are picking some terms that are the best you can possibly come up with between the two of you for your circumstance. Pretty, you said pretty much besides equitable distribution versus community property, Fault versus no fault. I mean, everything's no fault, but then there are these states that have the fault clauses. Yeah, there's some states with fault. You know, most of our clients, even in the states that do have fault, end up doing no fault because there's just a lot of extra pressure with a fault divorce. You have to prove And at the end of the day, does it get you more or further only, only you know, or what the judge decides if that's the way you're going, and a judge is deciding your divorce. But I'll say most of our clients have at least agreed that probably having a judge decide the terms of their divorce or their parenting plan or their custody is not a good gamble because you just don't know what the judge is going to decide. So essentially, if you're using hello divorce, you're probably not filing a fault divorce anyway, right? Correct. Because honestly, I don't even give it as a choice in our software, even if we're in a fault state, because it's really just it it introduces problems and Uh you can do no fault and just get to your agreement faster without having the extra pressure of proving. So under what circumstances would people skip financial disclosures? So um, some states you can do it if you don't have children. Uh, Um, some states you can do it if you and your spouse both agree that you're willing to skip and you have all the information, Texas, you have to file, you have to just file an extra piece of paper called a rule 11, Colorado, you can't skip it under any circumstances. Hmm. And in California, you can skip it in some counties if your spouse doesn't file a response, but other counties require it no matter what. So it's really all over the place. 
But the thing to remember about financial disclosures in general, and this is something that kind of takes the dauntingness out of them, because if, if any of your listeners have ever even looked at financial disclosures, they seem really big and scary. It's like every single dollar that you've ever spent in your entire life has to go on this piece of paper. You may not have access to all that information either. And you, you, your, your ex who you don't want to talk to might be the source of that information. But here's the thing to remember. Generally speaking, at least in all the states that I know really well, you are exchanging these for yourself and your spouse. And the reason you're doing that is full disclosure so that later on after your divorce case is closed, nobody can say, hey, you hid that from me. It wasn't in your disclosures. And if there is something like you discover a crypto account or something that your spouse never put in the disclosures, you could go back to court and open up your divorce case again to renegotiate. The thing, the uh, the flip side of that is since they're just for you and your spouse, you can also talk to your spouse about like, what are we putting in these things? Like what, what kind of things do we want to, what we want to be listing here? You don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to list every item in your house. You, you know, generally speaking, our clients are definitely listing all the stuff that's party to the divorce that they're talking about in their agreement. But mm-hmm. if you don't get every single like account number exactly right on them, you know, the court isn't looking at your specific financial yeah. closure against your agreement. So you just have to kind of be in that headspace that we did we did this really as the, to the best of our abilities and we're exchanging it. Um now some of your audience might have a spouse that they feel like is hiding finances from them and yes. they yes. really want those disclosures. And in that case, a lot of states offer you can actually ask for extra disclosures if you wanted to, if you didn't feel like the initial ones were enough or another set of disclosures instead of just the preliminary ones. But a service we offer to a lot of our clients too is a CDFA, which is a certified divorce financial analyst, basically an accountant that specializes in divorce assessing your uh, property. And some CDFAs also can do like light forensic accounting too. So it could be a good resource if you're really worried that you don't have a full picture. I also recommend um, meeting with a CDFA if you feel like you're the spouse that didn't control the finances. That can make people feel really out of control when they feel like they don't really have a clear picture or even know like... You know, they don't know how many credit cards they even have, like between the two of them. And it's not, it's just because that's sometimes how we delegate duties in Mm -hmm. a marriage. It's nothing about how smart you are or financially savvy. It's just, and so you want to get up to speed about that stuff and be really confident that you know enough about your finances that you can come to that fair agreement. Yes, absolutely. I think that there's this myth out there that like, Hello. If you're going to use hello divorce, you have to be in agreement on any everything. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so say more about that and yeah, how that works. So no, and I I think that I think I I understand why that that might be the case. Yeah, and you know if you try to go to the your state site, right? And do your divorce that way, like through their DIY forms, almost all the states are telling you, you already have to have an agreement. Sometimes you, you can't have children to use like their software and everything. What we've really tried to do is have a product that meets 95% of people who are getting divorces circumstances. Mm. So you can start your process without agreeing about anything except that your goal is by the end of your divorce, you want to stay out of court. If that is your goal, stay out of court, which is a good yeah. goal because again, you don't know what the judge is going to decide. Right. It's a it's a great goal. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you can start with hello divorce. And that's along the way, we can tailor make your divorce specifically for your circumstances. And it doesn't mean that you're gonna you thought you were gonna pay a thousand dollars and all of a sudden your divorce is fifty thousand dollars. It means that when the time comes, you can get the bulk of your paperwork and stuff, information out, financial disclosures, your petition, none of those required decisions. And then you can really work on the important part, which is getting to that agreement, your parenting plan. You can use a CDFA for an hour. You can have mediation time by the hour. 
Um, we really try to make it targeted and efficient. And by that, I mean, we like people to get as far through the process as they can without needing that extra help. You know, they can have extra help along the way whenever they want. But I, we find that people get, you know, part of the way through the divorce process, they're really ready to mediate. And they kind of have a much clearer idea of what they want their life after divorce to look like. And they can take it into that mediation or that CDFA session with a neutral third party and talk about it and get there. I love that you guys have CDFAs. That's, I mean, it's so, it's so important. It's so, you know, even if it's like nothing revelatory, I feel like, and, and I think that often it can be, but at least you feel confident Right, that you actually know what what your financial picture is going to look like, what you can afford. Right, you've got people who are like moving, right, and they're like, I I literally don't know what I'm going to be able to afford. (laughs) I have no idea. And you know, another thing we do, we have also we've been adding these these financial services because so many people just think a lawyer is going to help them with their finances, and they do not. I mean, this is a tip to everybody out there: lawyers don't know anything about finances. They will tell you what guideline is, which is usually like split it down the middle, but that doesn't account for like anything, especially in our world right now where interest rates are super high. I mean, what the the biggest fear a lot of people have around divorce right now is having to refi because they're in low interest rate mortgages. And a trend that we're seeing more and more is people asking us like, can we co-own our house even if we're divorced? Because neither of us want to um, refi out of this low interest rate. And that's exactly what a CDFA or another service we have is a certified divorce lending professional who can talk to you about alternative products. If you really don't love the idea about still co-owning your house with your spouse, there's other options out there that aren't just by buying your spouse out and refinancing your loan. So we offer that too, because... This is all those pieces of the divorce and your ecosystem and your future life that simply going to a lawyer, they will not address any of this stuff at all. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes that, you know, I I know I have actually a friend, not even a client, but a friend who's going through divorce and similar, similarly, like, and it is not, it is not good. It is very contentious. It's really upsetting. He wants to keep the house. But he mm-hmm. also can't afford a refi. And I'm like, that is that is a negotiating ma- massive, massive point in your favor for the negotiations, mm-hmm. right? To be able to offer, well, you know, if you <laughs> if you if you wanna if you wanna be nice, if you want to play nice, then I'm happy to to help you out um without having to refi. Right. And, 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 you know, I think that at the end of the day, sometimes, sometimes divorcing couples just can't ever get past it and they need somebody to just, they have to lawyer up. There's just no right. way around it. Right. And they're never going to be able to communicate in a mediation. And we understand that. Yeah. But we also know that at the end of the day, so many people are can be reasonable, even if they haven't been reasonable in your relationship or your communication styles parents especially like if you just think like okay i'm always going to be a co-parent with this person you're always going to have a relationship with this person do you want what's in the best interest for your kids then these business and then you think about this house stuff as a business arrangement and it's business it's not yeah. about your relationship it's business right. it's keeping more money in your pocket both of your pockets for longer and maybe building some you know not even generational wealth, but like a, a healthy college fund for your kids or some financial security, you know, down the road, then it just becomes business. And you it's, can just, yeah, you know? it, it seems like a no brainer, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't mean the emotions not there and the, the feelings and all of that stuff. So just like with finances, we have some tools for that too. I mean, I mentioned mediation. That's why we have divorce coaching as part of our platform. All of these tools are tools for you to kind of separate the divorce from the end of the relationship. The divorce is the process in which you are uncoupling. I like to think of it as a business transaction as much as possible. It's very hard because so much other 
question is wrapped up in it. And I get that. We totally get it. You have to take care of your whole self, but you've made the, the hard part was deciding to do it. You've made that decision, making it happen so that both of you have more money in your pockets and your kids have the arrangement that they really can need to thrive. Whatever that looks like is a mm-hmm. good goal. It is a good goal. It is a good goal. And I wish, yes, I, I wish more people would see it that way. Right. And one of the you know things that I often tell people is like, don't rush it. Right. Because when you rush it, you are on a collision course for, with emotions and financial and legal decisions, which is terrible. Absolutely. And so don't do anything under duress. Never. Just take a minute. <laughs> Take a minute, like, you know, this is, this is a long process and it's, and it's okay, um, for it to be a long process, even though it sucks, but like get your emotional shit sorted so that you can come to it from a business perspective. It is. Um, so, so, okay. So let's, can we demystify this process a little bit? Because I do think that people are still very like, it's overwhelming. They're certainly if they Google like divorce in my state, like it, it's like a, and this is, you know, why hello divorce is so beautiful, right? Cause it's a, if you Google divorce in my state and you go to your state website, it's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo that feels overwhelming and terrifying. And one of the beauties of hello divorce is that you just sort of clear all that, right? You're like, let's talk about it like the way people talk about things, right? Exactly. exactly. And that's my favorite thing actually about working on this product and this content because you know my expertise is is content and really like taking very very complex topics and boiling them down to a, a way and a in a procedure that everybody can understand. So you, what we've really done is we've broken divorce into like basically three bu- three parts. You start your divorce. There's the start of it. There's the middle of it when you're talking about your finances and kind of getting all your stuff together so that you can actually use, you have a good inventory of everything. Mm-hmm. And then you try to work on that agreement, that asset divide. And, you know, the truth is, is most courts, uh, most, most, almost all the ones we work with will, Take an agreement as long as both of you agree. And it doesn't seem like crazy and unreasonable or unfair to your children. You can decide to do whatever you want to do in your divorce. So that's if if people remember that and kind of get out of the mind space of like entitled to what am I entitled to? And just kind of think about what do I want? Mm. then that kind of helps demystify it a little bit. But the other thing to remember, and I I like to tell this to people when they call um, me at Hello Divorce, is starting the divorce, You're again, you're not deciding anything. Usually the petition is the easiest thing to fill out. With our software, most people have it done in 10 minutes. And you're starting it and you're filed. And you've told this, all you're doing is telling the state and your spouse that you want a divorce. And that's it. Then you have time. You can just take a deep breath. Like you said, kind of sit back on it. One hard thing is done. And we really feel like when people just put one foot in front of the other, do that one hard thing, Mm -hmm. then everything else just becomes a little bit easier as you go through the process. And yeah, we've taken away all that legal mumbo jumbo, like you said, so you understand what you're filling out. Um, if you're on a service plan with us, your account coordinator can further like tell you what most people do in this situation or what a what a definition of something is without giving you legal advice. Um, they're really just kind of project managing your divorce for you. So really, your only job is what do I want our lives and this family to be like after this divorce is over? Right. It's so great. It's so great. I think it's like you know, the hope, right? And the ideal would be that this just makes it a simpler, kinder process for everybody involved. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Wait, that's me. I know I have a lot of podcast episodes for you to get through, and it can be really, really overwhelming to try and figure out where to start or to comb through which ones might be uh, appropriate for you, whether you're 
trying to decide whether to stay or go, or you're already on the other side of the divorce process. Like, how do you know what to listen to? I have solved the problem for you. All you have to do is go to kateanthony.com slash playlist, answer a few short questions, and I will send you a curated list of podcast episodes to best support you as you navigate these tricky waters. I'll also help you identify where you currently stand on this journey and what's ahead with resources to help you move through this process with knowledge and grace. So all you need to do is go to kateanthony.com slash playlist, answer a few short questions, and you will have your curated list of podcast episodes that will support you wherever you are in your journey. And now back to our show. And, you know, we, we, as a team, we really prior, we, we've, one of our top values is empathy and kindness. It's how we hire. I mean, we, we, only hire people who kind of share that common value, but even down to the choices that we give you for how you walk through your divorce, like even serving your spouse paperwork. I was actually about to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like even, yeah. Like, so if, if you, if you think that your spouse will accept that you're serving them a petition and like, just sign a piece of paper that says they got it. That's all they're doing. They're not agreeing to anything in the petition. They're just signing a piece of paper that says they got it. We do email service and and then follow up with a mailed copy. And then all their spouse has to do is e-sign this waiver and acknowledgement of service. It's called different things in different states, but it's basically a waiver saying, yep, I got the petition. Nobody third party had to come and hand it to me and say, you've been served. We also have an account coordinator reaching out to them with a friendly email that's just letting them know what's happening. So the first thing that they don't they see is not a piece of scary paper that says this is a lawsuit you are being sued, which right. most petitions say on the first page. Right, right, right. An email from a friendly person, and they're like, "Hey, e sign this." And do you guys sort of walk? your users through like best practices in terms of like how to not blindside someone like, look, if I'm sitting at work and I'm doing, I'm in a meeting or whatever, and my, you know, my phone dings or whatever. And then I'm like, my spouse just filed for divorce. Starting off on that, but I always say people are like, can I just file and have him served? I'm like, yeah, if you want like a shit show, right? right? (laughs) You say the same thing. I mean, people ask me that question all the time too. Like, should I tell my spouse that I'm filing? And I always say, if you can, if you have any kind of communication with them, yes. Yes. If it's safe to do so. Even better with is you can say yes. Like, Hey, we're going to have this divorce conversation. I'm filing. But I want to let you know, I'm not planning on embarrassing you at work or anything. I don't want our kids to see a, a process server come to our house. Yeah. I'm I'm working with this company called Hello Divorce. And you know they've told me that we can just email you a copy of the petition. And all you really need to do is acknowledge that you received it by signing this piece of paper. And they'll have instructions on what you do next. And and we have a website that's just for spouses that ex- like a, a a page on our site that they get a link to that explains like what do they have to respond in their state or not? What does responding mean? Like what is this packet of papers you've just gotten? What if you have questions about it? All of our resources and articles and. If your listeners search on our site too, if they're worried about telling their spouse, we have a couple yeah. really good articles about like how to have that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Different types of spouses. Yes, <laughs> because every right. situation is different. Yes, and I have I have those too. I think it's you know I it's so important to have it. I think if you I say this all the time, if you are physically safe. Yes. To do so, you must have the conversation in person because it's just, it's just respectful, right? If you're, if you just have someone served, you are off to the litigation races. Oh, for like, sure. That's it. People um, just, they feel so attacked. It's just an, it's an, another attack. That's right. that's right. And it's, you know, I know it's a hard conversation. It's probably the hardest conversation you'll ever have besides telling your children. But if you're physically safe to do so, you must do it in person. And, you know, even if you're, even if you suspect that your spouse might have a very large reaction or you're scared of their anger, their rage, their whatever, have it at Starbucks. Yes. 
Exactly. Go to a safe. I always say be safe as well. Like you want your safety is number one thing that you should be taking care of. But I totally agree with you, Kate. I mean, we, I have talked to so many people who are like, really, I really have to do this and tell them. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not your boss, but I would say like your outcomes are going to be better if you can do that, do that hard thing. It's the, it's the courageous thing to do. Having difficult conversations like this is a really difficult thing that we all have to end up having at some point, but it's the adult thing to do. It's the kind thing to do. And it will set the process on the right track. And a lot of times I hear from people as well that I think that what is what's worrying them about the conversation is that they feel like for whatever reason, their spouse isn't going to accept the fact that they want a divorce or they're going to... They talk them out of it. Yeah. Talk, try to talk them out of it or try to avoid the divorce process, like stall all of those things. And, you know, I will say in general, from our experience, most spouses do come around except reality. The truth is, I say this a lot, you can get a divorce for any reason in any state. No one can prevent you from getting a divorce. If you want one, your spouse can't tell you no, you can get a divorce. That's right. They can make it harder for you by right. not signing the right paperwork or not filing the papers they need to. But there's always an out if in that circumstance, you may need a lawyer in that case. And that's mm-hmm. okay. We do we do true default, what's called true default in California. We do that kind of divorce too. Um if you can't find your spouse, that's also a, a reason that you would have to use that process as well. But for the most part, eventually with time. Spouses do understand that it's happening. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes that can end really well and you get into mediation and, you know, you you get it done. Sometimes it doesn't end well and they lawyer up and you you can proceed that way if you need to. But they they do come around to the reality that divorce is happening. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I always say to my clients, like, you're not, this is not a conversation in which you are asking for permission or even understanding or agreement. You are simply let you are, it's a declaration. You are letting them know what is happening. Right. And it's, it's as if I always liken it to like telling a tantruming child that it's time to leave a birthday party. I understand this is upsetting. I know this isn't what you want. Unfortunately, the party's over and it's time to go. Yes. And it's something I say to my children a lot too is asked and answered. That's right. I say that too. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That no, like and it's just you've made that decision. It's that was the that was the hard part. The deciding mm-hmm. was the hard part. And it's it's okay. You made that decision and it's your truth. That's it right. doesn't matter what anybody else feels about it, your friends, your family, no one, you know, what's best for you. Making that decision is the hard part. Now, maybe, you know, think about strategies to walk through divorce in to, to feel lighter instead of heavier, you know, yeah, like right. in, in any mm-hmm. way that you can, because I think that when people can walk through the divorce, feeling lighter and lighter, it is, they get to the end of it without just feeling like, two feet high and like smushed down, but they're just really ready to start that new life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, in terms of the asked and answered thing, one of (laughs) what I always say is um, also for my, for my, my clients and listeners is, you know, it's rinse and repeat. Do not answer it again differently in a different way, right? Asked and answered, rinse and repeat. You say the same thing over and over and over again. You don't, Right. Because they're going to try and take you down this road. And then if you yep. start to follow them on that road, you're off, you know, you have lost. You're negotiating again. You're negotiating again, something that's already settled. And that is a big fear for a lot of people. And, and actually this reminds me that another thing that, um, that people call and what really prevents them from starting is they feel like um, they've already, maybe they've already talked about divorce or like what a divorce might look like with their spouse and what maybe they've talked about assets. Maybe they've talked about a parenting plan or custody and their spouse has at least to them agreed to something verbally, but they're 
their spouse is like mercurial and they change their mind all the time and they make different decisions. And they're really worried. Like I always hear this, like on a nice day, my spouse will totally agree to, to yeah. totally get to an agreement. And on a bad day, they come back and they say, actually, no, nothing that we agreed to, I'm going to do. I'm going to like do this other thing that I know you don't want instead. So what we just launched was a tool for that. And mm. what we did is we I actually took, I took a marital settlement agreement, which is essentially a document that has all the terms that you're going to be incorporating into your final divorce agreement in any state. It covers like retirement plans and your parenting plan and taxes and digital assets and all of your vehicles and your property and everything. And what it does is you can actually use our software in the same way you do your divorce forms. You actually fill out a legally binding marital settlement agreement. You can get it signed and notarized. You may not even get started the divorce process, but at least you have something that's legally binding that you and your spouses had agreed to. And our hope is that this takes, even if you haven't like started the divorce process, maybe you want to stay on your spouse's insurance plan for a little bit while longer, or circumstances mean you can't get it done right away. This means you have something that you've already agreed to. And it takes all of that, like, well, you're going back on what you told me last month out of the picture. So then you can just proceed calmly. Is this sort of a, like a temporary agreement. It can be sort of used as a temporary agreement. You can use it for lots of things. So it's, it, I would say I would liken it kind of to a postnup, except postnups are definitely, you need a lawyer to put them together. What we've done with this marital settlement agreement is it is a quote unquote generic template, but it's really, uh, it covers all the bases. Aaron and I, you know, created it together and it goes through pretty much every single thing that you will be touching on in your official divorce paperwork and documents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some, I think we have a, a lot of people have already bought it. We just launched it last week, actually. And what people are telling me that they're using it for, some of them are using it to draft an agreement uh, from their perspective on their side to present to their spouse to be like, okay, uh -huh. well, what if it was this way? Some people right. are using it because they've already agreed to something and they want to get it documented in writing. And um, and some people are using it actually as part of filing their divorce paperwork. Some states actually don't even have final forms that go through all the terms of an agreement. So you may want something that's more specific than what's actually outlined in your official divorce paperwork. New York is like this, for instance. New York's paperwork doesn't go through all the ins and outs of you know, custody and asset splits and retirement, but a marital settlement agreement does. So we've actually incorporated this product into our divorce paperwork because then you're, you're really clear and specific and there's no gray areas um, when you're talking about divorce. I can't tell you the number of people I know who just don't, who got, you know, have a divorce and have a final agreement with no specifics in the parenting plan, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. And they have to go back to mediation. They end up having to go back to mediation. Right. And that can work. I'm sure that works for some people, you know, like some people are like, Hey, you know, and you know, then, then there's the other people who are like, well, we've already split everything and what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And we'll call it a day. But what I, how I like to think of all of the details that are in your agreement is I always say, Think about the things that are most important to you. And if for some reason your ex and you in three years are in not a great place in your communication, and obviously this, this is more about if you're co-parents, this is kind of probably versus people who don't have children. But like, think about what happens then. You probably want something to fall back on that you can be like, hey, we agreed to these terms. This is how we're doing our parenting plan. You're not doing any of your weekends that you you said you would in our parenting agreement. I really don't want to go back to court. So I need you to like do it this way or let's change our parenting plan to something else that we can agree to. But peep, the structure is a nice preventative. Yes. Absolutely. For having future fights, I would yeah. say. And you can always agree to something else that's not in your parenting plan for if you both agree. Oh, my God. 
If I were to look at my parenting plan right now, first of all, like I have a parenting plan that was created for a three-year-old and we have an (laughs) 18-year-old. There are probably things in that parenting plan that we never, never followed, but we just, we we were able to work together. That's the thing. That's the difference is that, you know, my ex and I have been able to work together on all of these things. And, but if you're not, you have something to fall back on and you can go go to court and enforce it. And that is comforting. I think that that level of detail, no, you don't have to list every single piece of furniture in your house and dictate who it goes to, unless you really want to, I'm not saying that's wrong, but you don't have to do that. But the important things, talk about your assets that are big, your house, like make sure you know who's ca- who gets what car, um, important stuff that you inherited from somebody, put that stuff in there because then there's just no question and you don't have that opportunity to fight again. So this, so this sort of, this agreement, what is it? What do you call it? It's, the- it's called a marital settlement agreement. And yeah, and I'm actually, for your listeners, I have a coupon code for it too, that um, it's going to be survive 25 to get $25 off of it. It's $100. So it's really inexpensive. It's software only, and you can edit it as much as you want. You output a 20, 30 page Word document that is a legally binding marital settlement agreement, get it notarized. And you know, you can use it as a tool for your divorce forms, attach it to your divorce forms, et cetera, et cetera. Now, so you can do that. That's great, by the way. So survive 25. Yeah. So thank you. So you download this and you and you notarize it and everything. So, but you're talking about actually doing this, you can do this before you even start the process, right? Yeah, you can do it at any time. So because, well, I guess I'm, I'm looking for, of course, I'm always looking for like, oh, what's the tripwire? Like, what's the thing that might <laughs> sure. go wrong with this? Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, if you do it beforehand, you may not know, like, you know, it takes a lot of time to like actually get to know what this is going to look like. Right. Like what my life is going to look like, where we're going to live. So, right. And so if you do this and then you have it notarized and your <laughs> spouse is like, and you need to change it. But your ex is like, oh, no, right? Like you agreed to this and you signed this. Right. That could kind of shoot you in the foot, right? Good. Um, I would say if there's anything that's open like that, you can always put like something or like as the like as the parties agree. I mean, we populate the legal language in there. So like I don't want to make a decision about this at this time or we've already kind of done it. You can absolutely do that. I would say yes. I mean, sure, there's like caveats to it. And you also can change what's in your marital settlement agreement on your divorce forms as well. I mean, it doesn't all have to match. You want to make sure that they mirror each other if you are filing the marital settlement agreement along with your divorce paperwork. Most states, though, you won't have to do that. I mean, there will be some states that don't have that detail that you might want to. But I would Mm -hmm. say... Think about it. Think of it as a really good good tool to get on paper things that you know you and your spouse agree to, or use it as a template for what how you think you want to shape your side of the agreement as a negotiating tool with your spouse. A lot of our clients are taking it into a meeting with an attorney, a consultant, just to see yeah. is this fair? Like, does this seem right to you? Taking it into mediation, does this seem fair? that kind of thing. And I think that it also, if I'm understanding it correctly, it gives you at least like, it's almost like a checklist of the the shit that you're going to have to figure out at some point. Yes. And actually we have a free um, divorce settlement agreement checklist as well. That's kind of a companion to this. So you can kind of just think through all this stuff, but this is really, you know, we're not in every state right now. And, um, you know, we're in, we're in 10 States. We're moving as fast as we possibly can, but you know, the custom software and everything, we can't do a complete divorce in, in more than 10 States. However, we have, you know, CDFA and, um, coaching and, um, and all sorts of other things in the States that we don't do full service. So we really thought this was another a really good complement to that too, because you can't use our easy to use software in New Jersey today, right? For your actual divorce forms, but you can, you know, walk through this and get all of the stuff handled in a really easy, clear way that's communicated well, and then that can get translated onto New Jersey's forms, which are a lot more confusing, and it's it's kind of hard to understand them about what you're agreeing to. 
I really, I mean, I just, I think that all of these things, you, you guys have covered so many bases in so many ways. And, you know, this is why I love you guys. And I partner with you guys as much as I, as much as I can, because, you know, I don't do legal. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do legal. I don't do financial. It's daunting. I mean, why would you, I, well, we're crazy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not <laughs> an easy process at all. It's, it's really, it's really not. And, you know, states don't make it any easier. I mean, I think about all the people who really don't have access to good guidance online, right? Like people who English is a second language. Um, right. you, you go to your state's site or your county and it is makes absolutely no sense. Right. And it's certainly not in the English that you've learned, right? No, like if you know, not. if you know simple things, like then it legal mumble jumbo is like, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. And, no. I, and English is my first language. No, no. Like no way, no way. No. And we, we have lawyers that we love, but I will say, you know, like so much of the, the things that are available online are completely created just by lawyers and they're talking to you, like they talk amongst themselves or they talked at law school and I didn't go to law school. You didn't go to law school. Those things don't make any sense. I, an anecdote I like to share is that we have a, we have a client who came to us after they tried to do their divorce forms on their own in uh, Sacramento. This guy got rejected four times because of binding. And he was like, they keep giving me this error that says binding. And he's like, what's binding? And I'm like, I think they mean it's where you stapled it. And apparently they wanted it stapled in the very middle and not on the side. He's like, I've tried, I, I've like tried to attach it every way I possibly can. And I know I don't understand. And they didn't oh even God. use the word center. They used some other weird legal word for binding, like for the, where it was located. Oh my God. They can't just be like you stapled it in the wrong place or we don't care. Like neither, <laughs> neither. Cause they, they, I guess they do care in Sacramento and that's what we're here for. So you don't even have to ever consider no, that as being a thing. <laughs> binding, but rejected, binding, rejected, binding. What are you talking about? Oh, right. Oh my God. And we also don't want you to pay, you know, a thousand dollars an hour for a lawyer to fix that for you either, or to know that. Right. So really where we're getting to just cut all that noise out, focus on family, what you want your life to look like afterwards. That's the important part of this process. It is not binding. (laughs) It's stapling. You know, one of the things that I, that I like about another thing that I like of the many things that I love about Hello Divorce is that In a sense, I remember having a client once whose husband had been divorced before Mm -hmm. and he had, they didn't have kids, his first wife, and he had like packed his bags in the middle of the night and left, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like what he knew of divorce. Yeah. And so when she came to him and said, hey, we're getting divorced, (laughs) the only thing he knew to do was like try to blow it up. And then he kept trying to blow it up. And I was working with her throughout this process. So uh, I was sort of coaching her to be like, no, 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 that's not, that's not how we're doing this. Like, I understand you're angry, but like, no, that's like, uh, uh-uh. and then he would like get angry and try and, but, and he'd be, she'd be like, we have a child yeah. that's, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, we're literally not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. I'm sorry that this is hard for you. We're not doing that. And she just sort of kept holding to that. And I feel like hello divorce is a tool for, no, 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 we're not doing it that way. Yes. We're not doing it that way. I think it's a great way to look at it because if you think about it, you have a third part. People ask me all the time, do I have to talk to my ex? Okay. So a couple of things I get, do I have to talk to my ex in this process? And I'm like, only if you need, want to, because you're actually, your account coordinator is going to email them and get the stuff that they need from them. We do mediation uh, on on Zoom, but we uh, our mediators will actually put, if you don't feel like you're communicating well with your spouse, our mediators will put you guys in different Zoom rooms so and yeah. then go back and forth and mediate yeah. that way, which yeah. really can be a great 
tool. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's just the constant calm. There's nothing excitable on our site. We aren't in the business of pointing fingers and blaming spouses for anything. I mean, you know, our content, like we, we really don't go there. No. It's just, this is happening. We want it to be as calm as possible. And as inexpensive, keep more money in our pockets and like have a happy, the happiest outcome that divorce can possibly have. Absolutely. There's nothing inflammatory about what you're doing. Nothing. It's beautiful. And I love it. Cutting out all of that noise is like, it's really my passion. Like, I just really don't want people to waste their lives on all of this stuff that they shouldn't have to worry about. Yeah. And their energy and their money. So much, so much of it can just get bang your head against the wall. And I really do believe that is the biggest reason why people are sitting there not divorced or divorcing today. It's just so daunting and so scary. And, you know, you don't need to sit around for three years after you've already made the decision because you're afraid of all the stuff, right? Right. You can actually start. And I don't know one person who has started their divorce that I've ever talked to and regretted starting it. I think that's really important. It takes us so much to get to this point and to make this decision. It's, yes. I don't know anybody who, I know people who have gotten remarried and then gotten divorced and then gotten divorced again. <laughs> or never, or never finished their divorce, right? Because maybe right. they're reconciled during the process. And that is sure. certainly something that could happen. But I also don't think that people, I, I don't think that the thought of you, you might reconcile necessarily should prevent you from taking a step forward on a decision that you've spent maybe years, a decade years. thinking about. Because right. no, I also, I also, nobody wakes up and just decides to get a divorce without ever having thought about it before that day and goes and does it. I mean, it takes I mean, a mental load, right? Right, like, right. Oh, but you love people who are like, oh, why are you making this rash decision? Bitch, come on. <laughs> he makes this decision rashly. Right. That's not how it works. Right. It might feel that way to people because it's such a private thing and you don't talk about it to anybody. You have this internal dialogue. Maybe you've talked to your spouse. Maybe you haven't talked to your spouse about it, but you've just been, you know, right? That's a really lonely place to be too. So, you know, taking the power of the first step where you know you don't have to decide anything. It's not all going to happen overnight. You can take your time, but you've done something. It just really makes people kind of take themselves back, like put themselves back on, you know? That's right. That's right. Heather, thank you so much for coming on and talking about all of this. There's obviously so much more. Tell people, obviously, hellodivorce.com, and the, but the marriage settlement agreement, where, where will they find that? It is on all of our pages, just under the plans page. Just pick your state and you'll see the marital settlement agreement. Like I said, it's a hundred dollars. Okay. Happy to give you guys 25 off and use it. If it, for some reason you is not useful to you, just you can send me an email and I'll give you a refund if you don't love it. But we really think it's going to be a great tool for yeah. people, no matter what stage they're in. And the, the nice thing too, is anybody in any state can use this. It's completely agnostic. So that's great. That's great. So survive 25 will get you yep. 25 off. Yep. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been such a pleasure. It's been so fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.